Well, I suppose. Episode 167 <laughs> of the Brian Oak Show podcast. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. Hard to believe we're already 167. Oh, well, let that roll. There's a record label called Coal Mine Records, C-O-L-E-M-I-N-E Records, and everything on the label, everything, and they have dozens of artists under their umbrella, is some sort of neo-soul offshoot, some a little more cinematic and television theme show like this, others just straight groove. There is a compilation that they have, a double disc out that's hard to find right now because I believe it's on back order called Brighter Days Ahead. I cannot express to people enough. If you find something on Coal Mine Records and you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is good, the answer is yes. Just get your hands on it. My dad uh, loved all the Pink Panther movies Yep, and uh, loved Peter Sellers. It reminds me of one of the scenes in the first Pink Panther. You know, the guys like that, Mancini obviously was huge, but there was another guy, Lalo Schifrin, who did a ton of stuff like that, but he also did the Mission Impossible theme yeah. song. Stuff like that. That kind of cinematic 60s stuff I absolutely love. That right there is a band called the Kibe Shakedown, which an American band, but they do some really, really cool and groovy, jazzy stuff. But everything on Coal Mine Records, absolutely amazing. It is the Brian Oak Show. Here we are in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis on Chicago Avenue, just north of the creek. It is a decent day outside, considering how soggy it's been the last couple days. Not terrible, although the dew point is very much in the pterodactyl dinosaur weather range. Yeah, it doesn't take long outside before you start schwitzing. This day and age, how physically active would you say you are, Sean? Like on a 1 to 10 scale? Well, I mean, you know, it's all relative, right? I mean, for you personally on a 1 to 10 scale, like, I mean... I'd are say you, a 4 are, because it's summertime. That's pretty good. Yeah, if 10 is high. I mean, do you like, so what do you do? Do you walk? Do you do Pilates? What I, is your I thing? I walk. I'm starting to do this weight training thing again. I really? haven't started it yet, but I'm going to start it again soon. Powerlifting, deadlifting, no, what do you mean a, weight it's, training? It's the same thing that Tom Brady does, although I don't think I can okay. win the Super Bowl. But yeah, No, sure. it's, it's called, no, it uh, it's called uh, resistance band training. Okay, I've done yeah. a little bit of that in the past, Bullshit. I understand. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, I absolutely have. You know why? Because any sissy in the room can do <laughs> resistance band training, uh, all right? Not at the 225 level like the oh, big Oh, here we go. Here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring it up is you posted something earlier today on oh, social media. That's right. And it was eight years ago today that you literally biked to La Crosse, Wisconsin from the Twin Cities. Now, I have to admit, I'm wildly impressed. Now, I know biking is not digging ditches. I know biking is not doing powerlifting. But you biked 174 miles? In two days. What? Yeah, I don't, I, I would never. Did you lay in a ditch and die on that overnight and then get back up and head the rest of the way? What it, did you do? It was so hot. Oh, it gross. was unbelievable. Uh, there was a time where there was a two and a half mile uphill uh, going through the bluffs of, of Wisconsin along the Mississippi. But I just had it in my head that I was going to do it, and I did it. And then I, at the very end, I biked up a place called Granddad Bluff in La Crosse. I'm a little bit OCD. And so the idea. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and so I just had it in my head. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it was, it was crazy. It was awful. Why not give up? Why not just relent and admit that entropy is the governing force of the universe and just lay down and die? I got pulled over on an interstate at one point on that trip because my... On your bike? Yes, because I couldn't... Like, I just couldn't fucking get across the, the river. Like, there was no other way to get across the river. Finally, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going across this little... It was a little, you know, 200-yard stretch. 
There's the cop go, pulled you over. Yeah, the dickhead pulled me over. I'm whoa, like, I'm whoa, biking. whoa, I, But whoa. you know what's cool is I go, I'm biking to lacrosse. I, I would have to go like five miles out of the way there and back. I just was trying to get across. I stayed way to the right. And he's like, all right, good luck. What did he do, wade into the river after you? No, I wasn't in the river. I was oh, on the bridge over the river. I see, yeah. but it was a bridge you weren't supposed to be on. Correct. Okay, well, maybe next time articulate that part better because I was lost. I, I, it was a good story up until I'm like, well, were you flying across the river? Did you hang glide across the river? Use your logic. Use your common sense, Brian. Use your words, Brian. Try it. Sean Bernard is his name. My name is Brian Oak. We're in the Smart Start MN studio. Coming up next, we are going to talk to, it's weird, sometimes guests, you know, they're actual rock stars. But then they're also rock stars in ways that even regular people can be rock stars. Sometimes you fjord a river with your bicycle, like Sean Bernard. Other times you... you... <laughs> other times, other times you you help old women across the street. In your own way, you're a rock star. The guy we're going to talk to next has been on the podcast before, but he's a rock star in so many facets. He's sort of brilliant, like a local diamond, and I really do enjoy his company. <laughs> like a local what is that wrong? Tell me, I'm wrong. <laughs> kind of a weird thing to say, but what, what what's weird about that? Brilliant, like a local diamond. Yeah, a local diamond. <laughs> He look. This guy is important <laughs> enough leading. in my in now my community leading. in the Twin Cities community. No, it was a compliment. Why does Sean always make it so weird? Uh, Tony Zaccardi is joining us next. I don't have any good reason for playing this next song other than the riff has been in my head the whole morning. So here you go. Tony Zaccardi's up next. T Rex on the Brian Oak Show podcast.
Dr. Ben before. It was fantastic. Why are you... The song's not even over yet. Now you are. Okay. Did you talk before I talked? You talked first, and then I figured I'd mute you, and then I'd get my one chance in the sunshine. You get so much time in the sunshine. I don't know why you're oh, like this. barely any. It's the Brian Oak Show. <laughs> it is a podcast. This is episode 167. It's made possible by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Why would I ever need ignition interlock, Sean? Well, because you bottomed out again, oh. and you drove, and then... Uh... It happens. <laughs> if you drink and drive, and you get popped, you're going to lose your license, no matter how it shakes out, right? Exactly I mean, that, right. That's the, Guilty that's the until end of proven it. innocent and, with DWIs. And it's expensive, and everything is a drag about it, which is why you should never do it in the first place. But do people listen? Of course not. You have to learn certain lessons for yourself. It, it'll happen to either you or someone you know and love. When it does happen, Smart Start MN is going to be there to get you back into your vehicle sooner and for less money than you might otherwise expect. Yeah, we can save you even more. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Tony Zaccardi, hello. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's well, good. Pretty good. Are you pretty all right? Good. Everything you all right? To, yeah. You should try to relax. <laughs> Now I'm good. Okay, good, 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 good. cool, cool. Welcome to the Smart Start MN Studio. Welcome back, I should say. You've been here a couple times before. It's good to have you back. And so I thought about reading this long, elaborate bio about you, but you have been on the show before. So let me just say that you, I mean, we've talked about your musical history, both noteworthy and otherwise. Mm -hmm. We've talked about your entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, We've talked a lot about your past. And so what I'd rather talk about today is the the current and what the immediate future looks like because you well just to give some people if they've never even heard the name tony zaccardi before first of all that is actually i believe estonian for badass zaccardi is right it's a a czechoslovakian czechoslovakian for badass right um but i mean uh eleganza is a band you're in Mm -hmm. uh appetite for zaccardi um what else romantica oh just a little band called Romantica no with your deal. friend Ben Kyle. Um, and, but, I mean, in the past, too, we've talked about cover bands. We've talked about your love of metal, of yep. punk rock, of indie rock, whatever it is. You really go all over the map. But I've known, you know, I met you a long time ago, and we always got along just fine. And then at some point, you, against what most people would deem one's better judgment, decided you were going to buy a bar on the West Bank. Not just any bar, but a bar that used to be, I don't know. Difficult? Well, difficult. I was going to say notorious. Oh, I mean, sure. it was, you know, it wasn't a place where your average mom and pop went. Palmer's was not, I mean, you know, you didn't have to be like a hood. You didn't have to be rough and tumble. But Palmer's had a reputation for a very long, and I'm talking way in the past, not since you've owned it. But Palmer's had a reputation, yeah? Yeah, and, it, it, and much of it was deserved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make no bones about that. Like, it definitely had, you know. It, it's it's always been a beloved place to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yep, but that also had a pretty negative reputation in some some people's some people's views. I've I've had friends of mine that are musicians that have walked in and went, I've never been in this bar and I've played the four hundred bar a thousand times. Part Wolf Nomad across mm-hmm. the street. Uh-huh. Rock. Like I've actually never been here. I can't believe it. And people walk in and go, Oh, it's just a bar. Oh, it's actually just a regular bar. But I mean, there was a time where you could go in there and who knows, maybe a knife fight, maybe a drug deal. You never know. And again, I'm not <laughs> trying to paint your place in a negative light. You know what I mean, of though? Course, yeah. And especially when we want, we talk about the evolution of the West Bank, right? I mean, the West Bank was once the most, probably the most vibrant center of musical culture 
and youth culture mm-hmm. anywhere in the Twin Cities, right? Yep. And and the West Bank has gone through a tremendous number of changes over the years. How do you feel about the current state of the West Bank? Um, I know. I, know <laughs> I realize that's a gigantic question. We could literally spend the entire hour talking about it. But sort of in a nutshell, do you feel like it's cool on the West Bank? Are you good? Do you feel happy? I'm happy. You know, I have, I have my personal beefs here and there with certain things, but mm-hmm. I, I love that um, the weenery is still there. I love my friends at Hard Times um, and Part Wolf as well. So there's a lot of, in, in other places, but there's a lot of people that are trying really hard um, to make that neighborhood fun and just a good, livable little place. My problem personally is 7,000 people live directly behind my bar and they don't drink. <laughs> well, and so, I mean, you do live in front of some high-rises. Right? I mean, your, your business is parked right in front of high-rises. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about all this incredible music that's coming back, most of it outdoors, right, on, on the patio in the yep. back. And has that led to conflicts with anybody locally, or are they pretty cool about you having live music out there? They're, I've, I've not heard any complaints. Uh, one guy called, you know, and said, hey, can you turn it down? Okay, yep, absolutely. You know, but I've the city has been pretty great about permitting. And so we're doing this, you know, all on board with the city. And uh, I had one kid at the convenience store, you know, so you're pissing everybody off. Like, well, (laughs) people are coming down to the West Bank that have been scared to go to the West Bank or whatever. And they're coming down and spending tax money, you know, spending dollars, which all stays right in our community. And without getting weird about it, because there are going to be people who have not spent any time on the West Bank and who have not come down to Cedar Avenue or have not been to Palmer's that will hear this show. When you say there are 7,000 people living right behind you in your back door that don't drink, can you elaborate on that briefly? Sure. Um, Well, it's the the, the Cedar Riverside Towers, which are the ones you see in 94. um, It's largely, it's, and it's been, it's, West Bank has always been an an immigrant population going back. It was Swedish. Uh, Snooze Boulevard is what Cedar is now. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, Vietnamese for a long time, and obviously it's now it's a largely Somali community. Right. Um, and yeah, they're and not drinkers. Which not drinkers. wouldn't it be wonderful if you know? I'm not trying to tell Somalis to drink, but what I'm saying is, it wouldn't it be wonderful if you had seven thousand people living in two giant towers right behind your place that did like to drink? Yep. And they, I think in, in the late '80s or throughout the '80s, it was uh, retirement. A lot of older folks. Okay. And so they would line up at eight in the morning to walk in and have their you know Windsor waters or whatever scotch and sodas, and then you know by three o'clock they're they're home in bed again. You know? <laughs> uh, so the, at home watching their that, programs. Everything that happened after five o'clock was incidental. Right. You know, it was just the, the bills were paid at, at eight in the morning. Exactly. Um, Wow, not bad. Well, I mean, and so in those apartments, too, they're the colorful ones that people might remember from Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Right. I mean, early on, before she moved to that house, that posh place over on the lakes, right? Kenwood, I mean, yeah. that's exactly, that's where she lived. So you're down there, and you, you, as I, and I kind of jokingly say it, but I also kind of seriously say it, you bought in a neighborhood that was not necessarily on the rise, Correct. and you bought a venue where the margins are not always the greatest, but you are well-connected in the music community, you have a tremendous number of friends, and you clearly were ready for a new adventure, and you got Palmer's, and you got it up, you got it running, and here we go. And we talked about this a little bit last time, but you also did it right into the teeth of a pandemic. Literally the worst time you could have put all your chips to the middle of the table on this, right? Yeah, I, I laid, I, I'm a, on my second anniversary of when I bought the bar, which was right after shutdown, I woke up and just started crying. Mm-hmm. Laying in bed, just like, what in the world did I just do to myself? That's a reasonable um, response, I would think, for a lot of people. But uh, um, I, you know, I, I turned, I turned my, I turned my thoughts around, and, and I just realized, like, I have a chance in a life. You know, I had a chance of a lifetime to be able to do this, and now I get to make something out of 
you know, because as, as we've been reopening, it's like a fresh, fresh slate, you know. Which is, but I mean, a lot of places didn't survive the run, right? I mean, like however long, 16 months, 18 months, it was grueling for everybody, whether we're talking about an individual and their job, whether we're talking about local businesses. When, when I think about this podcast, to me, it is the stories of the people who live here, yep. but it's really about the community, whether we're talking about music or entrepreneurs or politicians. This is our home. This is where we live. This is the interconnectivity, the web of what our actual lives mean on a day-to-day basis. So I'm glad that you're still here. I'm glad you've weathered the storm. And now... Suddenly, I can't keep up with the number of shows that are being announced and all the stuff showing up on my on social media feed. Before we get to all that, though, because I want to talk about what your summer is going to look like for the rest of the summer, because I know it's going to be hectic. It's going to be fun. People are back out. They're not wearing masks. They're drinking. They're coming to watch rock and roll music. And this is exciting, man. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the thing you've wanted. And it looks and, and people are hungry for it, aren't they? Very. They're really it's, hungry to get back out there. It's, it's, I'll, yeah, I know we're going to talk about it, but it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that, well, that's fantastic. But first, I hate to go too long without hearing a song. And here you have chosen probably my favorite song by this band off my favorite record by this band. And I don't, it's not about me. You chose the song. I want to know why you chose this particular track by this particular band. Because it was on my most recent played on my Spotify. I just, no, Dan Murphy was in the bar the other night, the guitar player for Solo Sign. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I was talking about Solo Sign with some friends down in Austin, Texas. And I just really talked talked about hang time and, and how great this record is and what it meant to all of us. And so sometime to return has just been on my, in my brain and, uh, to make a perfect uh, analogy, I guess. Too. Absolutely. Well, same reason I played T-Rex. Let's hear it. Here's Soul Asylum on The Brian Oak Show.
literally about as good as it gets. It is the Brian Oak Show. That is Soul Asylum as chosen by our guest, one Tony Zaccardi. Today we're calling him the entrepreneur, the owner of Palmer's on the West Bank. But there is much more to his story. But today I want to talk about Palmer's. I want to talk about how it's all coming back. I want to talk about how... I can't keep up with the number of show announces that are coming. They are coming so fast and furious. And luckily, in my neck of the woods, I live very close to where Palmer's mm-hmm. is. And I want that. I want a neighborhood that is vibrant. That's why throughout the course of Sean and I, you and I doing this job, we've always advocated. Job. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry. This, what would you call it? It's not a fucking job. Isn't it? A job is, you know, shovel in your hand, lifting dirt. Sorry. This is not a job. Okay, well, well I mean... How it, dare you? In, endeavor? This <laughs> uh, endeavor. There you go, endeavor. This like particular that. endeavor? Yes, yes. You seem very offendable today. I am. I'm not sure. I'm salty. Is your, is your moon in <laughs> the eighth house or it's what's happening? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, in this particular endeavor, throughout the course of doing this podcast, <laughs> let's call it that, which every loser has a podcast. It's not a job. You're right. Now I'm sad. Um, we have advocated to buy the merch of your favorite band, order gift certificates from your favorite mm-hmm. restaurant, bar, whatever the case may be, because on the far side of the pandemic, which we knew would come, and I'm not 100% sure we're all the way there yet, but we're getting very, very, very close. Certainly people feel confident. I went to a boxing match on Sunday there wasn't a mask in the house, and there were 5,000 people Have in you there. been to a boxing match before? Never. What, who was fighting? Oh, I it wasn't Truax, was it? No, it wasn't Truax. Okay. It was, but it was the guy who fights out of Minnesota. He, was, he defected from Cuba a few years ago, fights out of a gym in Minneapolis. Uh, Morel is his last name. Okay. Something Morel Jr. He fought against this phenom out of Mexico named Cesares. Both were undefeated. And so I don't know anything about boxing. Never been to a boxing match before. But when you realize that one of these people is going to walk away with a one in that far right column of, of having never lost before, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be cool. And there were two fights like that. The first one went 10 rounds, and it was a split decision. I'm like, ooh. And these guys were monsters. They were wailing on one another. I was like, I, one of those punches, and I would be disintegrated into my component elements. I, I literally, I would have just turned into a red mist and floated away across the auditorium. The next fight came that up. visual is just so. Yeah, no, no, literally just a bam. It, and it's like I never existed. Hmm. You can taste me One in your can drink. Only wish. You can taste it. <laughs> Easy guy. Yeah, what would we call the show then, Sean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait. That's right it. There. Yeah, there water, that's it. All right. Uh, but the, the, the title match, just real quick, these two guys, that was the whole reason they were there, it's a big enough deal that Fox was there. And all of a oh, sudden, wow. right before that match, four cranes came out. Five guys with their handheld cameras. I mean, it, was, it suddenly got very real. I'm like, oh, man, it's already 9.15. It's a Sunday night. I got to get up for work at 4 a.m. I can't do this. I hope this doesn't go too long. Me and my big mouth, 80 seconds into the first <laughs> round, the defending champ came across with a left, and it, the guy's face turned into sort <laughs> of a thing. weird liquid thing very briefly. He went down, and he started to get up right away, and the ref came in, called the fight immediately. Wow. Didn't even count him out 10. Like, Ooh. looked at him, and that's what these guys do. I mean, yeah. a ref's main yeah. job is to keep them alive, right? Yeah. When yes. they're literally beating the living hell out of each other. <laughs> he called it right away, and it was over. And the guy got up and started to protest it. But then when, <laughs> oh, but then, no. but then when he like actually couldn't get his footing... 
and he realized yeah. he'd actually been punched in the next week. He's like, okay, okay, cool. cool we're cool, good. Cool. We're good. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was going somewhere with that to begin with. Um, oh, we're just, we're getting back out. We're doing yeah. things we haven't done in a while. It's good to be around people who don't have masks on, even though it still creeps me out. It's still weird a little bit, but people are getting back out. And before we talk about what's happening on the patio or inside this summer at Palmer's, I want to ask you, Sean, what's going on with the world of realty? Well, it's a lot like a boxing match Is it? right now. No, it's not. Ouch. Well, that should get a lot of people to call. It's a job. That's yeah. what it is. Brian. Oh, here we go. Here no. we go. That's a it's real great. job, it's right? It's good. It's good. I'm actually, uh, I'm selling my, this is a hard one for me. I'm selling my Aunt Alexis's home, and she's moving to Asheville, North Carolina to live near my cousin, Shannon. Um, and it's heartbreaking in a way, because my Aunt Alexis is one of these aunts where you go to her place, there was no TV, and you'd start doing art projects, and, you know, as a little guy, there was times where I was like, I don't really feel like doing an art project, but by the end of the time, you were freaking loving it. And right. even though I don't consider myself very artistic, it was like four hours of phenomenal fun with on Alexis, and right. now she's in her 70s, and she's like, it's time for me to move on. And so, so this I'm, is the house you grew up going to? Yes, wow. I, it's a house I grew up going to. It's a fantastic location right over by Minnehaha Falls, and, you know, one of those with the beautiful garden and you know wildflowers out front mm-hmm. and beautiful garden in the back but she's selling her place so i'm going to help her sell it and move down to uh, Asheville, which is not a bad place to go visit on alexis and my cousin uh shannon in fact an artist pierce edens that i really like is from that area so anyway it, it's an interesting thing with real estate and she's you know doing the same thing right now like what can i expect well the market has slowed a little bit it's kind of gone Mach 4 to Mach 3 is what we're saying. It's it's still crazy, right. but it's not as crazy as it was. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And this year, and I think going forward, I'm giving away a portion of each buy or sell to a local artist or band of your choosing. So you get to choose. So my Aunt Alexa is going to get to choose a band, and hopefully there's a band that's still performing that she used to... Mm. <laughs> Huge music fan. I'm sure there probably is. Well, and her ex-husband, my Uncle Pat, used to work for Prince. He worked at uh, Paisley Park for a while, and he worked at the Guthrie and Old Log and all that stuff. So they were part of the old music scene back in the 60s and 70s. So, yeah. How do people get a hold of you? 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. Are you available on GeoCities? <laughs> I'm do you, do I'm you have an AOL? Geocities. I do. I do you have geo. an AOL email account? I do. I do. How many hours do you have left? Do you need to borrow a couple of those promotional <laughs> I CDs? I just just like three of them if I yeah. could. Yeah. No, I'd give up my phone number, but I'm almost out of minutes, and so I don't <laughs> want to take any more calls. I just love that joke. It never stops. It never. It never. It's never, never not old. funny to me. You know. Well, I think we made fun of Dillinger Four last time I was here because they still have an Angel Fire website. Stop it. Yeah, they we do? talked about it. I, I, I oh remember. We, gosh, I, it's that's ringing right. a faint bell, but Angel, Angel Fire. Fire. Angel Fire. Oh, yeah. suddenly AOL sounds hip. Yeah. Get the virus it, with it, Dillinger 4. Is it the Biltmore? Is that, that the mansion yeah. in Asheville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Biltmore. Yep, that's exactly right, because my cousin Shannon constantly shows me pictures. <laughs> Got to come visit, see the Biltmore. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably filled with great shows all the time, right? Well, I actually said, I'm coming to visit you when I can see a bunch of bands, yeah. uh, but that's why I didn't go see her the last year and a half, that and that that testy plague that we had going on. It was it was a bit of a, a hindrance, wasn't it? Um, how long were your doors at Palmer's shuttered completely? In total, about nine months. That's a lot for a bar, yeah. man. In like retrospect, it, it's insane. As yeah. we talked about, I mean, I know that even if you have a great night one night, 
margins aren't that great in the in the hospitality industry. No, not at all. And when you, when you have to staff it and pay everyone right, right? Yeah, it suddenly is really hard to. And to so do nine that. months. I mean, that's almost unthinkable that you survived it. I don't want to go into all the intricacies yeah. because I'll be honest. I'm happy you're here, but business bores the shit out of me. Okay, I, that's why I'm not any good at it, and why I don't have any money to call my own. You, however, <laughs> apparently have enough acumen to survive a global pandemic, and here we are. Palmer's well, okay, and you having people is everything, isn't it? Absolutely, and having somebody that's much smarter than me telling you what to do and what what not to do uh, made it possible for this place to. Uh, well, I mean, but that's like that's what I mean by having people, right? Is like they don't always get the recognition they deserve, but they know that you know. And no, there are certain people in my life without whom. I would not be sitting here talking to you and vice versa, right? right? Yep, absolutely. absolutely. I'm right well, here, Brian. But I'm, you know, I, I, it, it actually it's it. weird. Um, no, I love you, Sean. Love um, you too. We made it weird. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it, it's nice to have you here, and it's also it's really good because I know that also Christy Costello is working with you at, to help bring things in, whether it be afternoon DJ, whether it be all these great bands you've got coming up, and I'm taking a look at the roster of what you have coming up. Um, First of all, one of my favorite oh, band so cool. names of all time is the Front Porch Swing and Liquor Pigs. Absolutely. I just and again, I know they're a good band. I've seen them before. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a better rock like all right, you guys want to go out and get loaded tonight? Who are we can go see? Front Porch Swing and Liquor Pigs. In you like you don't even think about <laughs> it, right? You just you're like, okay, that I mean, that sounds like the kind of band I'm gonna go out and see. Black Widows, who have been guests on this show, mm-hmm. um, who are so crazy, dangerous, smart, and interesting that I kind of feel like if you don't watch out, they're going to take over the world, and I kind of hope they do. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I I was a freakish fan. They were, I did no lack of self-confidence, but talented, good, clever. I just, I was, I found myself deeply enamored. I knew I would be, but I only kind of knew them in passing. They had them on the show, and they were brilliant, man. Oh, they're very, one of the hardest working bands, um, just you know, it's in promotion stuff. They do events. We did uh, something with them years ago, and she came in like at nine o'clock in the morning and started decorating the bar. It was a Valentine's thing. She hung up streamers and da da da, and just just really wanted to make it an event, not just a, here's just another show. Like they right. brought the, they brought the room together, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just I love when when people do that and just really think things through and try and. Well, and you've got something called on the Fourth of July, which is a holiday, so a lot of people will have it off. And if they're not at town, they can swing by between five thirty and nine thirty p.m. for Michael Gay's Old Country Buffet Fourth of July Extravaganza. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should ask. That's great. It's three sets of country I and western know. music ranging from chart topping standards <laughs> to deep cuts from the second half of the twentieth century. What do you mean you don't know? I'm kidding. Michael Gay is he's, <laughs> again. He's an amazing. Uh, he's a great songwriter, performer. He also shoots shoots music videos, directs music videos. Right. Exactly. No, I'm looking at some video. That's the other cool thing I like about the concert calendar on your website. Um, if you want to throw a shout out to your web designer, that's also cool. Um, but Angel they, Fire. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. They also, whenever possible, include great social media links and videos to whoever it is that's going to be gracing your establishment. And Kirstie's been trying to get bands to make, you know, one minute, like, fun little, hey, we're playing at Palmer's, do-do-do. Yeah. Just little things you can put on, on all the social media things. And, and uh, she's been just great about that. Giving a, a visual versus just having a show listing, I think it just catches It helps a ton. Absolutely. So I'm also looking at a couple others. What I like is because... Nobody can know all the bands, right? There are so mm-hmm. many bands out there. Even if you just confine yourself to Minnesota, there are too many bands to be able to know everything about. But when I look at a lineup where I've literally never heard one of their names before, like Wet Denim, 
Betty Won't and Plastic Abstracts. Wet denim. It makes me want to go. Like, wet denim is one of the worst things on the planet. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in Chiefing. wet jeans. It makes me want to go see them. And I'm looking ahead. Folios, Devaney's new project. Yep, with Little be, Fevers, Lucy yep, Michelle. Going to be playing July 10th. That's going to be an incredible night. And then I noticed as I look ahead, yes, Kai Brewsters, yes, yes, there's a bunch of other interesting stuff. I'm looking, I'm looking. And then I get down to the 17th of July. And look who booked themselves as the headliner at their own venue. Eleganza headlining things on July 17th. Chris, to be fair, Butch's Union already headlined too, and that's Chris. So she's already there. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> she, so Christy Costello, again, is, I mean, she is in Butcher's Union, uh, along with Patty and along with Billy mm-hmm. and every, Scott Frisch, everyone else who's in that band. Oh, me too. Um, but I mean, you know, and but here's the, the thing, you know, you and I had a text exchange recently, like, look, there are very few true benefits of being owning a bar. And you listen them up, but this is another one. Eleganza gets to play, and this this gets me to another point I want to talk about. You've got all these bands coming up. You've got these great shows coming up. People get to start living the going outside life again. But also, you're also a band guy still. I mean, being an entrepreneur, even after lockdown, and with all this stuff you have to think about moving into a busy summer season, do you get to do music anymore? Does it still pull you? Does it offer you any joy? Only Not until I'm on stage. Um, you know, Elgonzo played a show recently, and I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, whatever, it was hot out, and I just couldn't be bothered. And then as soon as I got on stage with my with my guys, it was like, oh, my God, that's right. I mean, I forgot I was a musician for almost, <laughs> you know, almost a year. Like, I just wow. forgot, right? you know. Um, so, no, it's, it, I always, you know, bitch about it. Not always, but I, it's like, it seems like a chore. And that sounds, well, because that's you have I, a lot of other things going on. It's not your only bit. And I realize that sounds really terrible to say, but just whatever. And then I get on stage, like, this is exactly what we do. And it's just mm-hmm. getting to play a song for people. And that's what these shows have been. It's been the craziest thing in the world, like watching 150 punks dancing to slow death and me standing over with my buddy Siegel just looking at everyone, just I'm trying to make emotions. It's just people just jumping up and down and hugging. Yeah. and people Because you walk out to the patio, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a room with 150 people I've been going to shows with. You know that scene or whatever, fifteen, twenty yeah. years, or ten years or whatever, and you're just like, holy shit! There, there's, oh, there's uh, Bill, you know, whatever, and people are just hugging and cr- and and it's emotional. Like, oh yeah, for me, I've cried a million times out mm-hmm. there just watching people remember music and remember, you know, it, when it's, it hits you, it's a, uh, it's pretty amazing. And I just gonna say, Sean, how many times on this podcast do you think you and I have specifically referenced how difficult it is? I mean, we're not musicians. I mean, no. you are more than no, I am. No, but no. but as fans, right, as yeah. diehard fans who go to shows all the time, how difficult it's been to not have that interchange. And so, and I know it's the same for musicians because we've had so many on the show, but to finally be getting back to that where, again, like I said, I'm like 92% cool, but I'm cool yeah. enough that I'm still going to go to shows. It feels good to be back out there. It does. Uh, the the uh, the show that I saw recently was Dr. Mambo's Combo, mm-hmm. and Julius Collins is a good friend, and they just lost Billy, uh, the guitar player. And Julius was heave crying on stage. And, and I think it was from gratitude, also missing Billy. But I mentioned to them on the way over, we grabbed a cup of coffee before the show today and didn't invite you because you had some radio gig or something. But but um, on our way over, Weird. we were talking and we were like, Dick. I said, it feels like a part of my soul has been missing for the last 15 mm-hmm. months. And we didn't know when it was going to end. That was the other part of it. It was like, oh, by the way, this piece of you that's really, really important, <laughs> it's not going to be there for a while. And by the way, we don't know when it will ever come back again. And that was the other problem with it was like, when do I get to have this 
time where I yeah. it recharges my battery. I don't drink anymore, just like Brian doesn't. And it's like there's not a lot of other ways to you know charge your battery again. Yeah, I had a, a band, Lutheran Heat. My buddy Garth. Yeah, he get he gets on stage and he's like, uh, "All right, well, we haven't played in 14, 14 months." Uh, kind of hits some note on his bass. Like, we're gonna see what happens. By the end of the song, he's doing leg kicks and. Then, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's it's like, awesome. There we so go. perfect. It's like, oh, no, I remember. Just like riding a bike. It is like riding a bike, but also it's been so long since you've ridden that goddamn bike <laughs> yeah. that it felt really good, and I'm sure the crowd felt the same way. Before we talk more with Tony Zaccardi, we should hear another song because I always, I always feel... I don't know, maybe it's my radio guy part of my yeah. thing, but I get itchy if we go too long without playing a song. And you have another beautiful one right here uh, from someone who I would describe as a mercurial artist one jenny lewis why'd you pick this one uh i don't know i i, I mean i love this just song like i just i love this album so much and i heard it on, on the plane recently and, and uh it just it's a beautiful song and i just wanted to hear it again i was a poor folk but my mother had a Thank you. 
Back in 2006, Jenny Lewis, who was a childhood star actress, then went on to be in the band Rilo Kiley. She had a solo career, and she decided to team up with Chandra and Leigh Wilson, I think is the last name, Watson. Got there because they're called the Watson Twins. That would explain it right mm-hmm. there. Um, and did that record, Rabbit Fur Coat. And it's... Um, Great song. It's a, different, it's a different vibe than most of her stuff. I mean, it's still clearly Jenny Lewis, but I don't know. It was really good. And I remember a few years back going to see the 10th year anniversary tour of Rabbit Fur Coat. It was very, very enjoyable. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 167. Tony Zaccardi is our guest. Yes, he is a rock star. Yes, he knows how to shred. He knows how to get on stage and give the people what they want. But these days, he, I imagine, is primarily preoccupied with being the you know, proprietor of Palmer's on the West Bank in South Minneapolis. So we're looking ahead. I was taking a look at some more of the shows that were coming up. I thought... I thought that Front Porch Swingin' Liquor Pigs was my favorite band name out of the Twin Cities in the last 20 years. Oh. I forgot about Gay Witch Abortion. <laughs> oh, yeah. A Gay Witch Abortion yeah. is, I mean, like, they, they went out of their way to be as offensive as possible to as many groups as possible, mm-hmm. but they did it so well. Gay Witch Abortion, <laughs> who also, by the way, are terrifying and wonderful to see live. Um, but, I mean, that, you know... It, it's rock and roll, right? Rock and roll's not, you're not supposed to feel like you're going to grandma's for cookies, nope. right? And Gay Witch, that, that was supposed to be my very first show back open. And uh, Sean, the drummer, had a problem with his ankle, so they had to cancel. That was my first show back. Like, here we go. Yeah, Live music let's do staff's this. all pumped. Oop, day of. Like, day of, we had to cancel the show. People drove up from Chicago uh, to see them. Oh. And, we're not very happy with that. Well, mark it on your... Ca- Look, man, you can't be held no. responsible for everyone's ankles, okay? I mean, that's just <laughs> the way it is. I'm trying to learn that, actually. July 23rd, it will be coming back. It's the nature of rock and roll. We've all had to deal with canceled shows. And look, man, the fact that there's any music happening anywhere that you can walk into a bar and get a drink right now, that's relatively miraculous compared to where we were one year ago right now. Uh, July 18th, I noticed that you've got a show being headlined by a band that everybody won't shut up about, and I generally take that as a good sign. Low Rats are going to be playing on July 18th. And I've never seen mm-hmm. them live, but I can't. Everybody keeps... Everybody's talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're great, great people in that band. They're all just, you know, some couple of my oldest best friends. And, and uh, like, you know, Joe Holland, who's, who books, uh, he's booking a hook and ladder. But I've 
been playing shows with him since we were 19. Really? Uh-huh. And I'm uh, about 61 now. That's not true. Okay. That's that's just you're lying. Uh, years. I mean, you I probably numbers. you probably lived sixty one years <laughs> in the amount of time, but I know that I'm older than you are. So you, uh, with all this excitement coming out and all this stuff that's coming up, you know, you're going to have a very busy summer in front of you. One thing I think that we would be very remiss if we didn't mention uh, is Palm Fest right. 2021, because in addition to having a quality lineup. You know, sometimes it's quantity over quality, and other times it's quality over quantity. You happen to have a ridiculous amount of both uh-huh. on Palm Fest. Did you tell me 20 bands in two days? That was it, in 2019. We had 20 bands over two days. Oh, that's yeah. too much, man. I, I, mean, I, it is. I don't even like music that much. I, I, again, <laughs> we all love music, but that's aggressive, man. So this year it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that is going to be July 30th through Sunday, August 1st, and it's going to be a whole weekend, and I'm looking, Monica LaPlante, Cat Bath, Little Dave Merriman, I see Romantica, once again, somehow you got yourself on the bill, Farewell (laughs) Milwaukee, uh, Black Widows are back, Hastings 3000, who, I wish he played more, because I don't think enough people appreciate what a brilliant weirdo genius Hastings three thousand is. Yeah, he's he's bonkers. I, he's totally bonkers. But every bonkers so I've, good. I've yeah. seen him three times, and every time I'm like, "This is going to be cornball." And by the end of it, I'm like, "This guy is fucking." <laughs> I, he should he should start a religion because I might <laughs> actually follow. Um, also, we got Sam Russo going to play there. Becky Capel, Doug Otto, and the Getaways. Lots of others are going to be there over the course of three days. Why would I devote? One of the biggest weekends of summer to Palm Fest, Tony. Elevator gonna... pitch. You got thirty <laughs> seconds, son. Um, I, you know, I think it's it's a tradition that we've been doing for years now at the bar, and this is a, a very different setup than what we've always done. But it's Christy again curating, you know, series of shows throughout the weekend that I think are, you know, romantic. Is Ben Kyle's never been to Palmer's Romantic mm. Feral Milwaukee. Still to this day. Still to this day. Come um, on. Not, I thought lying. you guys were tired. I thought still you were brothers. Friends. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it <laughs> has been a weird yeah. year and a half, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, I, I Romantica it. at Farewell Milwaukee playing at Palmer's is the most absurd thing three years ago. Like, what? You know, we played the Cedar yeah. together. We do whatever. Yeah. whatever. Um, so it's pretty exciting. for That's something I'm really looking forward to is actually having those guys there. Are, Are you no? allowing sleepovers? <laughs> You know, yeah. Why not? Okay, yeah, you can yeah. use my office. I've like been, I've like been it. up in that office, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's anywhere to sleep actually up there. Now that I think about it, I'm oh yeah, pass. there is. No, I live, I live close <laughs> enough, but no one's, no one's welcome over there either. I'm looking at that Saturday lineup, and um, you know, your buddy Ben Kyle, who apparently buddy, I use the term loosely, having never been to <laughs> Palmer, um, but Ben Lubeck is somebody that I've known mm-hmm. relatively well over the years, and uh, I don't think I'm officially allowed to announce that he's going to be in Oklahoma later on this summer, um. <laughs> But I'm excited to see him, too. This is fun, man. I mean, it's fun to talk about this because it's not its not fantasy. It's not like, when are we going to get back? When it's are we going to be happening. able to do this again? People are going to shows right now. We got really lucky because I had this idea, like, here's why I want to do this summer. And, and, and uh, even when we first started this, the restrictions were still in place for outdoors. Right. It was mm-hmm. a little crap. But we, we just went and by our third show or second show, it was like, game on. And uh, everyone has just been so happy about our summer's booked. Like we're booked through September or something. All the way. I it's keep so scrolling down your page, and it's everything. And it there's a deep description on all this stuff. So let's talk about that very briefly because mm-hmm. people are going to want to know more information. You're like, well, Palmer's. Now, if someone's never been to Palmer's before, you know, I talked about the West Bank and mm-hmm. talked about how Palmer's in the old days had a negative reputation or whatever. 
you could not find a safer place to go. You could not find a cooler group of people to either go rock with, hang with, or drink with. The West Bank is perfectly safe. I'm not trying to paint no, that area in a bad light. I'm really... That's my neck of the woods, man. I mm-hmm. live a little further south on Cedar than that, but I live right down there. And um, it, it's, it, but there are people who obviously have never been before. As you told me yourself, there are people who come in like, huh, never walked in here before. Before people come to your place, I would like to say that if you get there early and you're like, you know what, I should lay down a base before I go in and drink. The last time I came to your place, I did go across the street to Partwell first to see my buddy Jason before I came over to see you. I did stop by the wienery. Believe it or not, first time I ever went to the wienery, and the guy was sitting there all by himself. He was kind of bored, and I looked at the list of dogs available. If you like a hot dog, the wienery is a badass place, man. It's pretty amazing that it exists in its in its form, and it's it's wonderful. I mean, they are open like I don't know two hours a day, right? So it's uh, not a lot, and uh, but just that it's there and it survived. They just turned uh, twenty one years. They just had their anniversary. I love it. Well, it's a, to me, that's like a, a slice place. The one thing that Minneapolis, I love this city, and I'll never be like, oh, it's small town. Oh, we're in flyover country. We need pizza slice places. We need more of those, like where you're walking home from the bar. You're walking yep. to the bar. I want a slice of pepperoni pizza. I don't give a shit if it's authentic New York pizza. Yeah. I don't care if it's Little Caesars. I want a slice place, man. I want somewhere to go and get a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Hot dog places, exactly the same. Like, no. Obviously, this is not keto, right? I mean, I, I'm not trying to live my best life. I'm going out tonight, and I want to eat a hot dog or a slice of pizza. So that place is cool. But then they're going to go to Palmer's. Where do people find out more about Palmer's? Uh, Palmer'sBar.net is my is my website. Um, you know, Facebook show listings and stuff, it's all on there. But Palmer'sBar.net. All right. And do you do, can people find Palmer's on Twitter? MPLS Palmer's. Okay. Palm, we own Palmer's Bar, or somebody does, but nobody knows whose email address is connected oh, yeah. to it. So I just that, that happened to my my Twitter account. It's at Brian Oak, and I can't remember what email it was on. Yeah, I think it was a former employer. I can't find it, so I had to change my Twitter handle. That's that's the same. And we're on uh, Snapchat, Instagram, um, I don't know, all the all the things. Or people could just throw caution to the wind, head to the West Bank, and get their ass into Palmer's and pull up a stool and sit down. Yep. And okay. I'm, I'm trying to do the printed calendar thing. I didn't get July done. So I just remembered, but. Trying to actually make, I texted my buddy Andy, and I, I made calendars for, for May. And it was, you know, like the old First Avenue turf club That's calendar. what I was going to say, like where you just hand them out, and yeah, that yeah. way people can bring them home, put them up on the fridge, yep. or tack them onto the board. And I I, I made it, and I texted a photo, and I, I was like, I'd be still my beating heart. I'm like, holy crap, look at this. It's 15 shows coming up at my bar this month. Like, I it, it's it's how quickly we've jumped right back into doing shows and stuff. You know, it's nice to pause, you know, pause and reflect and go, holy shit, we didn't have this last year no thanks for weathering the storm man i mean we we need palmer's bar to be vibrant is is safe and ain't going anywhere and it feels really good to say that it's weird i've known you for a long time and to think that you would then one day grow into be not only the proprietor of palmer's but sort of one of the leading lights of places to do minneapolis music i don't ever want to talk trash about sonia and nate and the incredible crew at first avenue but they run the show right i mean First Avenue is sort of the big game in town, and then everyone else kind of fights for the rest of what's available on the musical map. I don't. That's not a slight on them at all. No. But it's wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, you're there because you're the right guy for the job and the right guy for Palmer's to make sure that we have... There aren't a lot of destinations for live music in South Minneapolis, man. There no. are almost none. No, and, and, and we're starting to see, I mean, Mortz is opening. With, they're getting shows on the books here in a couple of weeks. Yep. The Entry Turf Club, da-da-da. Um, 
but yeah, there's not there's not a lot. There's not a lot, and so that's why Palmer's is a crucial part of this. And so to echo what Sean said, thank you, and also thank God you weathered the storm. And um, here's to having a summer that is so busy, you don't know what the hell you're going to do with your time or your head or all the giant bags of money you keep up in your office like Scrooge McDuck. I I, I truly feel like the luckiest person in the Twin Cities. I mean, without a doubt. And uh, and that's I've got a lot of support behind me, but I really like I can't believe it. So I'm having a blast. Well, good luck with everything, and thank you for coming in today. I appreciate it. And you're more than welcome to come back anytime. You got something big come up, maybe we'll have you come back right before Palm Fest, but we'll talk to you again in the very near future, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Tony Zaccardi. It is uh, the Brian Oak Show podcast. It's made possible by Smart Start MN. It is also supported by AudioQuip, our good friends Nate and his crew, who rent out all the gear and do all the things. Sean Bernard, thank you. You're very welcome. I just recommended AudioQuip to, to a, a venue. I said, you guys got to use audio equipped. Well, they're really good guys over there. Great and guys, you, you, yeah. I committed literally on day one to not work with assholes, and they're whatever the opposite of an asshole is. Well, you work with me. You're a nice guy, and oh, I've always you. liked you very thank much. You. I love you. Despite your... Okay, settle down. <laughs> that escalated so quickly. You said so you loved quickly. me earlier. I'm just reciprocating. I, I know, I'm but it was sort of in a out. passing way. Okay, very good. I'll see you next time, Sean. We'll have everyone come and join us next time. Thank you for putting up and for listening. Um, and uh, here's one last song I wanted to hear. Is this to me? Is this to me in particular? This last number? Mm. Not in particular. Okay, just in general. In the sense that you're part of the human race, and I found myself in an extremely good mood this morning. You know, the rain was passing, the warmer weather is on the way, summer is unfolding in front of us like a beautiful bloom. (laughs) Plus, I love Julie London. We'll see you all next time. Must rain, well, let it.